lovely listener. It's Celia, host of Love Waits for You. This is your first time joining me. This is my journey to self-worth and healing. And I do not believe that you should heal in silence. Oh, this gets me, jumps me right into something I saw last week. It was a meme that was kind of, or not meme, what is it? Like a quote thing that was passed around by, you know, people in the pageant community. So it was very triggering because this is not me. Um, But it said, heal in silence, hustle in private, and shine in public. And this is just really old school way of thinking. And I, of course, had to make a little bit of a rant on my story because this is the kind of thinking that keeps people from healing. It's the kind of thinking that keeps people from, you know, facing their trauma and facing their wounds. It's the kind of thinking that causes people to kill themselves because they don't have anybody they feel like they can talk to because we stigmatize even speaking of our healing like it's a bad thing it's not a bad thing it's not a shameful thing it's a beautiful thing do I think you should go on Facebook or Instagram and uh, rant not necessarily I know that I what I did was constructive rant okay so it was just saying hey you might have seen this and although I'm not going to comment on the person who posted it because I don't feel like it's cool to be confrontational on people's social social media pages because it's like let them post what they want to post I mean it's theirs but I'm also going to be like hey this this is what I think about this and but I don't think it's like constructive to go on and like complain about a bunch of stuff I think you've got to always try to like heal the root and be the most constructive with the things that I share online it's different for the podcast, this is a little more, bit more personal. I've, you know, I think hearing me from the beginning to hearing from me now, you can hear the healing within my voice. But even then, there's no rules with this. This is my podcast. If you're here, you're on a journey and we're on the journey together. And if it doesn't suit your needs, then bye. <laughs> so I'm not going to necessarily filter myself. Now, whenever I present myself online as authentic as I try to be there is still a little bit of a hey let's not try to process my trauma like on my Instagram stories all the time um it's I really try to save it for here there have been times where I felt led to hey I just feel it in my soul that there are people that like look up to me and that I need to show that, hey, I'm having a moment. And like, just because everything looks perfect on the outside doesn't mean that I struggle too. So really it's personal, but definitely don't ever, I will never advocate for somebody to heal in silence because it's just, you can't heal in silence. You can maybe heal, you maybe, it's not for everyone to post online or it's not for everyone to do a podcast or it's not for everyone to write a book or go on the news and talk about their trauma, but you have to talk to someone. There is no such thing as healing in silence. You have to speak. You have to bring your demons to light. You, you know, it it has no power over you once you speak it. You have to tell somebody. So enough about that. Um, To catch you up, last week I said I was going to be going to see a new therapist who specialized in brain spotting. And I told you all about internal family systems and how I was going to read this book by Dr. Richard Swartz. Well, I might not have told you about the book, but the therapist I went and saw, she's trained in IFS too. So she recommended the book, which I eventually would have found. And it's called um, No Parts Are Bad or No Bad Parts. 
And so if you guys are looking for something to read or listen to, that's something to consider. I haven't started it yet, but um, I will. I will soon. I'm working on a book called Why Zebras Don't Have Spots. And it is very dense <laughs> in the beginning. I'm like, oh, can we get to the good stuff? Because a lot of it's going over my head because I didn't, I wasn't a science ma major. And so a lot of the terminology, I'm like, I'm going to have to listen to this again because I listen to it while I work out books, about one book a week because it's been probably six hours lifting weights and um, the books are normally six hours long. But so I'll definitely listen to it again and it might stick with me a little bit further the next time. But I hear it's going to get good. And um, I recently hired a health coach, health and fitness coach. And I really think she's going to help me because the first thing she did was she put me on a reverse diet, which means I was, get, I'm able to eat like 300 more calories a day. So I was like, you know what, this is something I've never done before. Let's, I, I think this is the time to try it. And she also wants me to lay off a of cardio. So I put orange cereal on pause. So anyway, but she recommended that book. But anyway, my therapist, who's trained in brain spotting, also is trained in IFS. So spoke to the universe. I wanted to experience uh, that kind of therapy and study the internal family systems. And she does both. So that's really exciting. We didn't really get to the actual process of what they do to, you know, unlock the trauma with the brain spotting. She kind of gave me a brief overview, which I had given a brief overview, I believe, last week to kind of share what it was about. And she did that. And of course, I'm like saying terms and she's like, I'm surprised you know what that means. And I said, I had to read a lot of books to help myself get better because <laughs> I was like referring to emotional incest. And she's like, I'm surprised you've ever even heard of that term. I was like, oh, yeah, like I basically had to self heal for much of my life. So I caught her up on everything. We got through the childhood. And then next time we get through the adulthood and then it's, then we get into the looking in a certain direction. You know, she calls it activation versus charge. Like whenever the emotion comes up, the thing is I can tell you about things from my past. And what's weird is I told her, I was like, right now I can tell you and I'm not crying but then I could tell you on another day and I will be crying. And then I'm crying about this one thing for the first time I ever remember crying about. I was telling her about how she said, when was the earliest abuse or that you remember? And I said, well, I know that I was spanked to the point of bruises whenever I was two years old. And my mom was threatened to that her friend was going to take her to DCS if she didn't tell on my stepdad and make him stop. And she was like, oh my gosh. And then it finally hit me and I was like, and I got emotions and I was like, she's like, what are you feeling right now? I said, I don't know. I just feel sad. Like I've never once like felt emotion over that. Cause I don't, I do remember one of the times I know there was a few times, but I remember one of the times, um, my mom had a friend over and, uh, they were, it's the same friend that threatened to tell on her. But they were talking, and of course, I am very possessive as a child, which is, she said, alluded to an attachment um, issue. And whenever you look to your mom for safety, and then your mom calls someone else to come and take you away and then, you know, beat you, then definitely there is a break in attachment. So I don't know if it was the first time or what time it was, but the time that I remember they were talking and of course I was interrupting and I was always jealous when this lady came over because they would just like ignore me 
and my mom put me in my room. Well, I didn't just hang out in my room. I set up a, um, it's like a, like a little shag carpet, uh, but it's like a mound of a thing. I remember it was bright yellow and I laid up against it and put it right in front of the door and I just kicked and kicked and kicked as loud as I could. Kicked and screamed. Like I remember this and um, apparently she called my stepdad to come get me and take me away and punish me sort of thing. And that was how he, that's how he handled it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I felt some emotion for the first time, and I don't know what all we're getting into, but we didn't even do the brain spotting. But it's just she calls that activation because activation can be more than just um, crying. It could be, you know, certain things I talk about that my voice gets really fast. And I said, could it be, like, almost like a, a manic feeling, like an excitement feeling? She's like, yes, like, it could be anxiety. It could be even, like, a you're kind of frozen, you know, your, your thoughts, like you, you can't even like come up with your words. Cause you're so like, like, uh, what's that word? Cloud. It's cloudy's not the word I'm thinking of. I'll think of it. I'm sure. But just, Hey, in a daze sort of thing. Like there's just different ways that it can, emotion can, trauma can manifest. And, um, she calls that activate. So next week we'll go over the adult and then we'll get to the brain spotting and then we're going to do internal family systems. We're going to do all that. But I mean, I had a lot to catch her up on and the intake paperwork. It was like asking questions and I was like, I'll just go over it with you in my session. Like I have it all organized. Like I'm not, she's like, why, why now? And I'm like, well, I've done talk therapy. Like, why are you here now? I was like, but I just feel like this is now the thing because talk therapy is not for me anymore. I need like something specific. Hey, we're getting to the root of the trauma. I'm sitting here sober for over a year. I think something like this would be wasteful if you're still numbing out because it's like you might make some progress, but then you're going to go backwards. Like I'm fresh and I I know I have recollection of pretty much all my traumas <laughs> almost. I mean, I'm sure there was stuff in utero, but you know, I'm just able to go and like kind of like be a a co-director or co-therapist in this, you know, basically like telling her like everything that's happening using the terminology that she uses. But anyway, so that's how that went. And, um, there's been something that I haven't shared with you guys yet. I'm getting so close to at least being able to share something about it. Um, by next Tuesday, I will be able to share with you because the audition takes place next Tuesday. And, the thing is, I won't know until next Wednesday, the 20th. So it's going to be so hard to, um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to tell you next. Because I want to talk to you about it whenever it's like, hey, this is how I've grown for this. And it was a rejection. Or, you know, I just want to say one way or another, like where it's at. And I'm hoping that it's what I want. And, of course, that's how I would go into any pageant also is that it's what I want, but I'll always be able to figure it out and make it make sense. Um, and if it doesn't make sense, even that makes sense because sometimes you're just redirected. Like it does nothing but makes no sense. And that's proof that it's a true like redir redirection. So anyway, that is next week. So I've been memorizing um, what I'm supposed to do for that. And oh, it's, it's going to be good. Um, let's see here. And then brain spotting. I'll keep you posted on how that goes. 
more info in case I didn't share with this last week. I know I gave you guys a brief, um, like, description of it because it was at the end. And I was like, I'm not going to tell you about it. And then I was like, okay, fine. I'm just going to tell you about it. But um, I did some Googling. And uh, so it's basically like, the if you've ever wondered, like, how our brain processes emotions and memories. And, like, the therapist was telling me, like, picture your hand, put it in a fist, and think of it like the brain. And underneath that, you've got what I told you last week, Omnigala or whatever. <laughs> mispronounced it, and I'm mispronouncing it again. You've got the, you've got that, you've got the prefrontal cortex, and you also have that hippocampus, which we think of, I think, with, like, memory. And then the prefrontal cortex is, like, that grace area where it's not fully developed till you're 28. And so you're not going to make the wisest decisions until it's fully developed. But basically, and then down here where your she had it like where your wrist was, like if you're holding it up, sitting up straight, it's kind of like where your subconscious is stored. And the thing is, whenever our body feels a threat, like a trigger, the lid flips open, which is like our hand. And then it's like, we don't, we, we're no longer operating from our high self. Like our high self exists, but whenever that lid is flipped, we can't operate from her. For instance, when I first get inspired and I'm going to do this new thing and I'm studying and creating the message for it and all this, like I'm feeling good and solid and then... Like, then I get triggered, which is so easily because of all the trauma. And the thing is, I, what I loved about what she said is that she feels, because I said that I felt like most, I said, you know, I think most me, like mental disorders come from trauma. I was like, because borderline personality disorder, I exhibited all those traits, traits and now I don't feel any of them. Maybe some a bit of a, you know, there's a little bit of abandonment wound, but like, it's not like it was uncomfortable for me to get close to whether it was female, females were easier, but it was still weird. I mean, it's still a struggle to like have any kind of relationships when you have that disorder, which is truly intense. You've been intensely traumatized. Um, and she said, when I told her that, she said, well, we believe that all mental disorders come from trauma. And I'm like, I'm down. Like, I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I, I, I really wouldn't. So, yeah. So, but anyway, um, she was explaining it to me like that. And so, what we've got to do is we've got to heal the subconscious, essentially. We've got to, and I guess some, some something to do with, like, the way your eyes um, like the neurolog neurobiological process involved in brain spotting is it basically activates the brain's natural self-regulatory mechanisms because when we focus on our eyes on a specific spot, specific spot, it activates those three areas of the brain, which are key regions involved in emotional processing and memory. And I was like, does it mean like I was looking in that direction when the trauma happened? She said, no. She was like, I don't really know what it is about the spot but we have you keep looking until you until it hits it. And basically, whenever you reach that spot as you're looking and you get there and then, oop, there's that all those emotions, there's the tears or whatever it is, 
that stimulation allows for the reintegration and reprocessing of the traumatic memories, which will, I know firsthand because I've processed a lot of trauma on my own, is that you're just lighter, you're freer, you're better, and you have a lot less emotional distress. So I'm going in where I'm like, hey, I'm like feeling like a million bucks, but I have like these really deep wounds that I know that I need to heal that because they come up as a trigger here and there. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself if I'm normal, quote unquote, which isn't normal. If I'm, let's say, if I'm healthy, like I don't know what that's, I don't know what that's going to look like. Like if I'm a hundred percent healthy, I'm healthier than I've ever been. But like, if I can really get to the root of these things and get out the emotion once and for all, like to where it doesn't make me emotional. Cause even the thing that I, that's coming up as I go through it, there's emotions that come up that like, Hey, by the time this actually happens, I can't be having emotions come out to be the most effective at this. And I can't wait. I'm just going to share it with you next week. We'll just save it for then. Just know it's coming. But basically brain spotting has the potential to unlock deep seated emotions and provide us with a safe space for healing and from there, self-awareness, resilience, and more personal growth. And I did ask her, I said, would you be open to referrals? Because, you know, my husband, he's always like, don't share your therapist's name. Like, they may not want to know, but she's like, no. Um, like, there, I would more or less, like, share the office because there's a lot of people there. And, of course, I want to get some success with it. Like, I had a good feel from her when I was there. I felt comfortable. But we need to, I want to work through some stuff before I, like, I want to have the results <laughs> before I, you know, send somebody there. But, but you definitely, whenever you Google this, you want to seek out somebody that's trained and certified in it. Um, they definitely, they make it like a cozy, or at least she, her environment's very cozy. I walked in, it was like, help yourself to coffee or, you know, water or snacks, even snacks. Um, I didn't have any extra snacks allotted, though, for my 1,800 calories. But she is like, you know, I made myself a coffee. And just little things like that. Like, it feels cozy. And when you got in there, I was like, oh, I love how cozy this is. And she's like, well, here's a, a, a furry blanket. Or a, not a furry blanket. Um, what a kind of blanket. Like, just a real soft, cozy blanket if you get cold. And so, it's like you want to have, you want it to feel safe. I think of, like, the times that I've dripped it would have been a lot better experience. Yes, it probably would have been crazy because the crazier you are, the more imbalanced you are, the more you do not need to do something like mushrooms, at least at the level that I was doing them. Um, I don't do ayahuasca or any of those other things. And my thought process is I can go there. I can reach that spiritual state that they're seeking. I can do that on my own. Like I've done it before on my own when I wrote my book for three days. So it's like that's the goal is to be able to do stuff like that reach that level without any sort of mind-altering substances. But anyway, back to like the whole <laughs> mushroom things years ago, I might would have had a better trip if I was with people I was comfortable with, if I was in a safe environment, a cozy environment. So it's almost like preparing yourself for a trip. <laughs> and you want it to be, you just want a safe place to be able, especially if it's somebody that you've not spent a lot of time with. Her is my first time seeing her, where I feel comfortable to process and heal from the trauma and the anxiety and all the emotional challenges that I have. But I am determined to 
get free from. So basically, by identifying specific eye positions that correspond to unresolved trauma or emotional distress, which we still she did not know like how, it allows us to access and release them. And I'm all about promoting healing and providing relief from all disorders. And I think that for certain people, you need to start with talk therapy. If you've never talked to anybody about your traumas, you'll get a lot of relief. Just, hey, having somebody to confide in, someone to share those burdens with you. Because that's what it feels like. It feels like they're burdens. And that's why maybe um, there's a certain way if you're going to share it online or share it on social media or or not social media or on a podcast or in a book it has to be from a place of how it's going to help the other person for it to be so it's useful and not a burden but it's it gets to do both like cuz the way i do it it's un it is unburdening myself it's getting it off my chest but it's also i'm i'm sharing it in a way that other people can use it too so it's not just this like dark negative thing I'm spewing out. It's like I'm actually transmuting it into light. And that's the goal. But yeah, we'll talk next week. And I'm not seeing her again until the 22nd, which is unfortunate, but she's pretty booked up. So I can't get in with her until then. I saw her yesterday. By the way, we had tornadoes and they were just a couple of miles from our house. And by a couple of miles, I mean, like, not exaggerating, not 10 miles, not 5 miles, like 2 miles. And the place, um, when we get off the peninsula, the main road, which has our, it's this place called Big Play, where I took my husband and kids and stuff for Dane's birthday. And then the boys and I like to go when Dane's out of town, but it's got go-karts and a bowling alley and, um arcade games and we almost went there on Wednesday and said we went to Dinotopia last week or Thursday last week we went to Dinotopia instead but it's I don't know if it's they're going to rebuild it or what but it's completely like it's done and then the YMCA the roof got damaged so therefore they've had to be closed this week to do some repairs that I I feel like all these little tests, one of the people that I'm talking to about one of these opportunities that I haven't shared with you yet, but I'm going to share with you next week. Um, They had a school shooting. You know, there's two places that are interested in me. and But I'm like, well, that one's probably out because the last thing they're wanting to do is hold an event and have a speaker like right, you know, after that. So it's like I feel so close to a lot of like like big crazy like things like you know my both of my parents being in Israel like all the I guess I feel like there's just like test after test um and I'm passing for the most part I've not on any medicine it was hard to be in the on Sunday so Saturday's when it happened we didn't have power and so our devices kind of like shut down and then we drove around to charge them and kind of see the mess. And it was like a two hour drive just to kind of travel five miles and back. I mean, it was more than two hours. Drive. It was like two and a half hour round trip because getting off the peninsula was not hard. But once we hit Main Street, it was just really difficult to even maneuver around. And of course, they were saying 
um, don't get on the roads, like be respectful of the people that are cleaning them. But I'm like, that makes sense. But I didn't hear that until after we were doing that. I feel awful. But there was, everybody out there was just curious, like, what was the damage? Like, what happened? You know, we were all out of power for a little bit, but, you know, that happened. The tornado close has never been closer to me. And my mental health, like, there was, you know, we're, like, cutting up in the pantry because I'm not trying to, like, elicit fear into my little four-year-olds unless, like, we're, things are really happening. But... We were in the pantry, and then my friend Denise was telling me this is where they said they're at right now, that that's touching down right now. And then I looked at it on a map, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's like two miles away. And then for a split second, I felt it. And then she said, now it's on its way to Gallatin, which is, don't ask me if it's, I think it's above us. And so then it was like for the, I had probably 10 seconds where my eyes got a little bit like welled up with tears a little bit because what I do in situations I can turn into like a little girl like my little girl my inner child like she's healing from you know like there's like she needs love and care in traumatic event moments because I didn't have that when I was younger and I'm healing her exhibited by the fact that I stayed a grown-up for the most part that whole time except for 10 seconds that nobody saw but me and I but I was still being an adult because I was holding keeping it in and keeping it to myself because you know it's just like as a mom you can't I don't want to just like make them scared for no reason unless I'm truly triggered unless I'm truly like the time that the seatbelt <laughs> coming back from Florida or going to Florida I had it behind me and then when I turned around to pick up Tristan's iPad that he wanted me to go it kind of like snapped me into place and I was like okay I can't move and then it was like the way it had me it was like not strangled but it was like strangled but like on my stomach and Dane's like your waist is smaller than that you can get up I'm like Dane the hips are like 12 minutes 12 inches larger than my waist doesn't matter if I have room it was just a big ordeal and at some point I got a little triggered, I got a little panicked, but Dane stayed, like, laughing about it, stayed super calm, and then Preston was just, like, rolling his eyes, and Tristan was like, Mommy, I'm sorry it's taken so long, but you're gonna be okay, (laughs) but I'm like, I turned into a child, you know, and my husband's having to go in there, because he tried to get me out of it, that's the thing, is he made me try to go under it when I didn't want to, and he forced me to do it, and then it only made it tighter, and... I have a lot of trauma from abuse. (laughs) So, and like, he made me do that and it like didn't work. It only got tighter. And then at that point I was like, I'm going to call my dad. I'm going to call my dad. I'm going to call the cops. And they're like, he's like, what, what are the cops going to do? And why do you always want to call your dad when like things happen? Not talking like a fight between me and him, but like scary things happen. I always want to call my dad. Well, because little Celia is not healed. <laughs> little Celia still comes out whenever, you know what, goes down. But anyway, so, the tornado. Me talking directly with somebody at a university who then, like, a day later has that shooting. Um, I'm like, what? what is next? And yet, I'm staying calm 
Like, it's almost eerie how calm I'm being. I saw this the other day, and I may have shared it with you, but it was something online about, you know, if I saw, um, what do they call it? Something flying, like, not a flying dinosaur, but something to the effect of a flying dinosaur, like, flying over my head. I wouldn't, I'd be surprised, but not, like, surprised, surprised. Or I'd be shocked, but not, like, shocked, like, really, really shocked. And honestly, that's just kind of how I feel. Like, things are shocking, surprising, wow, but I'm, like, not really feeling the emotions of it. Like, I'm staying very grounded, and that's very good, considering I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder and high anxiety, and I'm no longer on medicine, and all this has been going down since I've been coming off the medicine, which is tet like testing me and I'm passing these tests. So that means the things I want, my dreams, my future, all that is so much closer. I'm getting closer and closer and closer. And so everything I share with you, I want you to think, okay, put your mind in that. Like it could be just because I thought it doesn't mean it doesn't apply to you. So they have things called like thought leaders that, um, just the people that, which I think every thought leader is somebody that's come out on the other side of trauma. I don't think they exist. I don't think you're just like born with wisdom. I think it's like you make it. But I listen to thought leaders who help lead my thoughts. And so, and I take what they say, whether it's my health and fitness trainer who's more expanded in the area of health and fitness I literally take what they say and I look at them like they're someone that I could be like they're and so I share my heart and I share so vulnerably so you can hear me and say you know what like she's no different than me I could do what she's doing I could apply what she's applying so I share it things so you feel this like rapport and closeness and then therefore anything I'm sharing you can take and I can be like your expander and you can like use it in your own life. So two birds with one stone. Um, it feels nice to have an outlet that I never felt like I had before that obviously was beneficial to me because I healed so much in episodes one through nine. But it's also, and I do that through the writing too and the speaking, but also the the goal is to reframe it and find a way to help other people with it. That way you don't waste any of it. Anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I hope you're still enjoying my podcast and um, maybe it'll get even more exciting as we go along. I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye.